0: That naturopathic podcast, (laughs) TNP.
1: Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio.
0: And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you.
1: This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health.
0: This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well.
1: This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan.
0: This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together.
1: This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it.
0: And we want you to
1: know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about.
0: Okay, welcome to another episode of that naturopathic podcast. It's Dr. Dave here, and I'm going to get a bit ranty today. I'm going to talk about uh, fiber that has been a bit of a pet peeve for me. The way that it's been um, thrown out with you know the baby in the bathwater or that kind of idea. Uh, unfortunately, psyllium, psyllium is uh, Plantago ovata. This is psyllium that is in Metamucil there's a reason big pharma is using this in their little roster okay people psyllium is great okay there's there's always going to be people that don't react well to anything uh you can you can find a person that doesn't react well to anything on earth that's that's the way it is we're all very different however Cilium gets trashed by a lot of naturopaths by a lot of uh, functional medicine docs or uh, maybe medical doctors too um, generally it's those who ascribe to this sort of SIBO uh, perspective and this is not a slam on SIBO perspective it's a valid perspective um, but I don't personally find it very useful in 99% of the cases that I treat and I treat a lot of gut people and a lot of them get pretty good, pretty quick. Um, And one of my things that I use very, very frequently in terms of uh, interventions for the gut and the the whole person, uh, especially if there's any gut issues though, would be psyllium, plantago, ovata seed, or husk. Okay. So uh, why am I, why am I losing my mind about this? Well, because it gets lumped in with all the other fermentable fibers because yes, it is soluble. So you know, you need to know your details for some things. That's what I've realized as I get a little bit older, um, you know, and, and a little bit more focused on a certain thing. We can sort of glaze over things and, and we we run the risk of, of misattribution of... of um, <sighs> different qualities of, of intervention. So we, we lump all these fibers together, but this is a soluble viscous fiber. Okay. It's viscous. Cilium is a viscous fiber. So it has very different physical chemical properties and therefore does very different things when it comes into the gut and it has a more regulating fa- effect. It's not like a laxative. It's not a laxative in the scent that it's a stimulant laxative like cascara sagrada or uh senna, or Senecot, as as it might be used in uh, in the drug. It is not a stimulant laxative. It does not have very much in the way of fermentable carbohydrates. Now, those of you who are going to split hairs out there, good for you. That's good. Um, Some hair splitting is good. But this does not have, as its main attribute, as a fiber, as a soluble fiber, it does not have a ton of fermentable carbohydrate, so yes there's some in it, but it doesn't have the same amount as say fructo oligosaccharides that 's not a swear word that 's fructo oligosaccharides for those of you who prefer it that way um, so it 's not a prebiotic as as much as it is a soluble viscous fiber that has a regulating effect on the hydration, which is a major part of the environment of the lumen of the bowels, which means there's a different Uh, environment, which means you're going to have different tenants and you want good tenants in the bowels. Okay, so please, practitioners, stop uh, throwing this beautiful intervention under the bus under the label of fiber. Know your fibers, know the differences between them. And if you're a patient and you have someone who's dissuading you from Cilium, there may be a great reason for that. So I'm not coming on here to say they're always wrong to dissuade you from psyllium. I'm just saying, for some reason, this SIBO perspective has really uh, propagated a reactionary knee jerk reflex to remove psyllium from the arsenal i didn't use it for 10 years i'm embarrassed i didn't use it for 10 years i didn't think it was good enough i didn't think it was fancy enough i didn't think it was sexy enough i i didn't like that big pharma had something called metamucil and it would actually work well too bad uh too bad former self uh metamucil psyllium whatever i can't say metamucil that many times can i i don't know i just did um but psyllium is a wonderful intervention that may be part of a comprehensive approach to IBS or SIBO. And I feel like I've set the record straight as much as I can on psyllium, and its use is not to be vilified as much as it has. Please... Let's bring psyllium. Let's make psyllium great again. Okay. That's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of that natural palette podcast. Dr. Dave signing out.